0: So, tonight, what we get to talk about is our theme for the year. And we have a leadership team here with Women's Ministry that kind of oversees each of our different women's ministry events that we put on, from the gathering to our women's retreat to Hearts at Home and so on. And I'll bring that team up in a bit to introduce themselves and tell you a little bit about what's going on. Um, But before that, I want to back up to the beginning of August. When this team, we went to the beach for four days, and that's a retreat where we spend time together reflecting, God, what's your heart for me in this season? But then we spend a lot of that week in asking God, what's your heart for women at Salem Alliance this year? So we spend time in solitude. We spend time together. We spend time in scripture. And we really just sit and we say, God, what's your heart for women this year? And so we did this and we came back to kind of a large group time and we started writing out all the different words and phrases and songs and scriptures that came to mind. And they were words like peace and rest and refreshment and still waters and healing and community and God's promises and faithfulness. And as we were going through this list... We were trying to put together, like, is there a thread or a theme or something that kind of encompasses all of what we're sensing for God's heart for women this year? And then one of the gals was like, wait, we've been on our own with Psalm 23 and asking God and going through this, like, God, what's your heart for me and what are you saying to me? And as we were doing that, we were like, wait, God, that's your heart for women this year is that we would be able to sit with Psalm 23. Um... And so, Psalm 23 says this, the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows, he leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength, he guides me along right paths, and I'll pause here, and the message it says, he lets me catch my breath, and he sends me in the right direction. Like, I love that imagery. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name, even when I walk through dark valleys, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect me and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever." One of the things I love immediately about this is when King David, he wrote this, he, before was, he was a king, he was a shepherd. So in his first line, he says, the Lord is my shepherd. He knows firsthand what it means to be a shepherd and how his sheep need him for everything, for protection, for guidance, for shelter, for food. So when David says, the Lord is my shepherd, I have everything that we need, I have complete confidence that that is true for us. That I believe that when David is saying, the Lord is my shepherd, I have everything that I need, that I think he's saying, I know exactly what sheep need from their shepherd, and God will provide that for us. The team is going to come up, so I'll back up a little bit. Two or three days ago, I was asking God, like, what in the world am I going to talk about on Wednesday night? I had all these ideas. I had different things about Psalm 23. I had all these different ideas on how we were going to engage with it together, and it just wasn't settling. And two nights ago, I was on my way over here, actually. I'm like, God, I just need something from you. And I just clearly said, like, Morgan, you didn't come up with this on your own. You don't need to talk about it on your own. And so the next morning, I went to our team, and I said, hey, we're going to together share why we believe that Psalm 23 is God's heart for women this year. So the team's going to come up, and we're going to, they're going to introduce themselves. They're going to talk a little bit about their heart for uh, what they believe God's heart for you is this year with Psalm 23, and talk a little bit about their ministry. Um, But one of the things that I will add real quick um, is Something that stood out to me about Psalm 23 is often we use it around funerals and memorial services and when there's grief and sorrow, but I really believe that Psalm 23 can be a guide to life. And I think if we're able to look at it closely, that we can see the verses and say and, and pay attention to what they're saying, uh, that it can influence our everyday lives in each door we walk through. So team, go ahead and come on up. And we're going to do this a little bit more in a panel style. You guys can scoot up here, up here next to me. <laughs> but here, um, Kaylin, I'm going to have you come on this side so we can just share. We didn't practice this formation, so we're going to figure it out. Here, I, I can scoot down. So, okay. So the first question is, tell us your name, a little bit about your family and how long you've been attending Salem Alliance. Good evening,
1: my name is Alondra Arroyo. I have uh, been attending Salem Alliance since fall or summer, around summer ending, starting the fall of 2019. I am married to Francisco. We have been married for, uh, tomorrow will be eight months, so
2: newlyweds. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I'm Miranda, and I have been married to Jordan for 11 years. We have two little girls that are seven and four, and we've been going to Sam Alliance for 10 years now.
3: I'm Lori D. Baker, and I'm married to Al, and um, we've been attending here longer than most of you are, have been alive. So <laughs> we've been married for 51 years, almost 51 years, and um, we started attending here in 1977, so it's been a while. Uh,
4: my name is Lydia Donith. I have been happily married to Justin for nine years. Yep, that's math. And we have two boys, six and three, at home, and then we welcomed little baby Susie here in June. So, oh, did I say Sam Alliance? Sam Alliance. No. Um, okay, we have been bad. married nine. Thirteen years, I think. <laughs> Twelve, thirteen, something in that. There
5: you go. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tammy Wells. I have a husband, Justin. I've been married for 31 years. We have a daughter who is 26 and a son who is 21. And we have been attending uh, Salem Alliance since I was pregnant with my daughter, so 26 and a half years.
6: I'm Kaylin Dinsmore. I'm married to Tim. Um, We've been married for 15 and a half years. And I went to Salem Alliance in junior high high school college. And then we came back as a couple, the end of 2018, beginning of 2019. So um, that's everything I think.
7: (laughs) I'm Angie in Newton. I'm married also to a Jordan, but not that, her Jordan, my Jordan. (laughs) Um, We've been attending here, uh, well, for this last, we've been here a year now. We've been, we were overseas for a couple years. And then before COVID, we were here, I think about two years. So I think three years total is where we've been with State Alliance. And I have three kids, all teenagers,
0: and that's it. Yeah, thanks, Angie. Why don't you start and tell us what women's ministry has meant to you? <laughs> I right at the bottom. I was trying to go last.
7: <laughs> all right. Well, I'm newest to the team, so that's why I was trying to go last. Um, but I am Angie, as I just said. And uh, Morgan tapped me on the shoulder to lead prayer and worship nights, which I'm calling the Encounter. So for women's ministry, we're going to have encounters throughout the year, and all that is to be said is I want to design a space where you get, for just women, for us to come in to have an encounter with the Holy One, to have a night of prayer, to worship, and to meet with the Lord, but I really want it to be a divine and holy encounter for each of us. So that's what I'm in charge of, and
0: that's all I got. So but Andrew, to back up a little bit what has women's ministry meant to you oh did i it's
7: fine no it's okay well what women's ministry means to me is you are not alone you're gonna find your people you're gonna find your people in this place you'll find your people like i said i've been here a year and here i am so watch out we're gonna bring you up (laughs) no i'm just kidding i'm not trying to freak you out (laughs) but yeah you can come join our team That's what it means to me. Yeah, thank you.
6: <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, women's ministry, especially here, uh, it's been a bomb for me uh, as far as just relearning about the church. I adore people a lot, and I adore people's personalities and getting to know their stories. And one thing that's always stood out to me is when I look at other people, so when I look at you out here, I think I'm always thinking about Ephesians 3. And one thing since joining women's ministry here is it was easy for me to pray for others that you all would feel deeply loved by God. But one thing I've gotten to experience being a part of women's ministries here is he also loves me, and he wants me to know how deeply he loves me, and getting to do it in a grace-filled space, um, I just am really grateful to him for providing, providing this uh, invitation. Mm-hmm.
5: So all these years at Salem Alliance, um, women's ministry to me is a, gives me a sense of community and a place to go deeper. I love Sundays. But I also love just gathering with women and being able to authentically share my heart, have it be received, and then learn from other people as well. Um, I, I always want to be in safe spaces where there's room to grow and room to learn. So that's uh, what me- women's ministry has meant to me.
4: Oh, I don't even know. Women's ministry means to me acceptance that we are all welcome, and that we, you look around this room right here, and we're all different, different stages of life, different seasons, different ages, heights, whatever you will, we're all different, and I think that we're all accepted in that way, and that's the kingdom of heaven to me, is acceptance, and it's everybody there, so women's ministry to me is kingdom growth.
3: Um, I love what you all said, that's so wonderful! I've had the opportunity to be in leadership for a long, long time, and it's nothing I ever sought out. I, I, it just was never part of who I thought I was. And yet, God has brought me along through women's ministries um, for, gosh, years and years. And so I've made dear friends over the years um, in women's ministry, uh, connection and acceptance and encouragement. And um, it's just a place where we can be girls together, and I love it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, like Lori, I never saw myself in leadership at all, but uh, women's ministry for me has just been a way that I've seen God just gently pursuing me. I dipped my toe into it about seven years ago, um, and he's just been, like, pulling me deeper ever since. Um And so for me, it's just kind of represented uh, a way of God pursuing me and showing me his love for me and um, gaining more community. And um, yeah, just a really special place. Uh, I would have
1: to think about the relationships that I have with not only friends, but my mom, my mother in law, my sister my sisters-in-law I think there's something so special about the authenticity and just the genuine love um, friendships among women have there is just something so unique and powerful that I think it's even more powerful when it's Christ-centered so I mean the impact and the influence is boundless when we're just all together wanting to grow in Christ
0: yeah thank you Um, So as we were at the beach and we were talking about God's heart for women and we all started saying like, wait, Psalm 23, Psalm 23, Psalm 23, what part of Psalm 23 stood out to you as you thought about God's heart for women this year?
1: Um, What stood out to me was that rest is allowed and it is allowed because we have a shepherd that comes before us and he cares about us and he's providing everything. So we truly lack nothing when we are going to him for all of our needs.
2: Uh, for me, um, and I know for a lot of you too as well, I think of myself as a caregiver in a lot of different ways. And I take on that role in many areas as a wife, a mom, a friend, a sister, a daughter. Um, And uh, I take on that role really easily, and I have a hard time letting myself be cared for. Um, But Psalm 23 is just such a beautiful reminder to me that he is my shepherd, and he is my caretaker, and he's there to take care of me. And um, I don't have to just do all the things that um, there's a place for me to rest and be comforted, and I'm never alone in that, so...
3: Well, I was at the retreat for the first three days, and the fourth day, when all of this happened, I wasn't there. So I had no nothing to do with Psalm 23. However, God knew way ahead in the summer before we ever went on retreat that you all were going to pick Psalm 23. and. It, focusing on rest and protection and all of those things that Psalm 23 does. And during the summer, before retreat, um, I lead Hearts at Home, which is a ministry for moms of young children. And um, we had already decided on this book, All Who Are Weary. And the tagline on it is, Finding True Rest by Letting Go of the Burdens You Were Never Meant to Carry. And I just, it, when we all decided, when I heard that that's what we were doing this year, it was like, God knew. God's at work. He's not fooling around, and He He sets things in motion. And this just clarified that that's what this year is going to be. And I think lives are going to be changed because of. It. I really, really do.
4: So my first thought around Psalm 23 was rest, because I'm tired. <laughs> and I took this baby at five weeks old to the beach, and I was like way tired. However, since then, I've gotten a little more sleep, so I've got a much better answer than that. Uh, when I was thinking about and praying about Psalm 23 for my area of ministry, which I'll, we'll get into in a minute, um, I love the full picture of, of God the Father and of the Holy Spirit and Jesus in that the Lord bookends both... S- both like the beginning and the end of Psalm 23. It starts with the Lord is my shepherd and it ends with I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I love that each piece on the inside is kind of just like this beautiful little bullet point to emphasize the promise of just the Lord is, is there for me and that these are all the ways in which his promises get fulfilled. And I love how complete picture that verse is specifically to my life. And then when it comes to like women as a whole, how we can rest in those bullet points and know that we don't need to strive and we don't need to work as like that sort of earthly acceptance that it's already there if we're willing to accept it and if we're willing to take it. And so that's what my hope.
3: Surely
5: your goodness and your unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. That is a big one for me. Um, I spent the first 18 years uh, not knowing Jesus, uh, but to know that he loves me so deeply that he is going to pursue me and you every day with his love and his goodness because he wants good things for all of us, uh, that impacts me the most of Psalm 23.
6: Um, what stood out the most to me was we were praying about God's heart for you all um i go back to that psalm 23 3 he renews my strength or he lets me catch my breath and that's profound as far as um, for me and what i've been sometimes i feel like i'm having a conversation with god like this it's hard being an adult like when am i gonna get get it you know like when do i know all the things Because watching women of faith go before me, my mom and my grandma, my great-grandma, I was like, man, they got it all together, and they're amazing. And as I've gotten older and, you know, now as a (laughs) grown-up, my mom will say, we don't have it all figured out. And doing life with other women here at Salem Alliance in Bible Studies, it's really encouraging, actually, to hear other women say, I don't know. (laughs) And so the fact that God is faithful to renew our strength, that he cares about that, He's going to point us in the right direction. And then there's that little piece at the end of verse 3 that said, He's gonna get the glory in the end. Um, it's just really encouraging, even though the world's hard and even though an adult being an adult is hard, God knows that and he's prepared for it.
7: All right. Well, if you don't know Jesus, that's one reason um, why. Uh, Psalm 23 is amazing, is because it's a little bit of a description of the redeemed mess that I believe I am and the power of the cross, right? Everything's done at the cross, it's done. And so the very end, it says six. It's what Tammy said. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. However, there's a really good version that Morgan gave us on Tuesday that I had never read. And actually, what version was it? NLT. What was it? Okay, so it says... Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me. So I looked up like what that means. And to me, love is always that connectedness. And that is like a big part of what is different about us and those that don't know Jesus is that we are connected and we are so connected. And this psalm just resonates in the balm of our soul and our brokenness when we're at our wits end. Like the fact that God pursues us, if you stop and pause and think about God pursues me, wait, lovingly running after the pursuit, to be pursued, isn't that the longing of our hearts? So like, that rips my guts out and I want all y'all that have the same experience to know what that means as we journey through Psalm 23 because, mm, ladies, that's where it's at. That's why I'm here, that's why we're here. We wanna know that Lord, right? <laughs> and if you don't know, I'm here. What's up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So,
0: thanks love- Angie. So, okay, last question, last thing. Not question. Um, Share about your ministry. (laughs) Um, And share how we collectively can be praying. So before you do, ladies, on your table is some purple paper and some pens. And so you can catch some of these prayer requests and write them down. And we will spend some time tonight at our tables praying. Uh, So you don't have to write them all down or you can. But just see what kind of catches your attention.
7: So first off, if none of you know me... I actually am bilaterally wearing hearing aids. And so 90% of the time, I'm gonna read your lips before I actually hear the words out of your mouth. So I actually didn't hear what Morgan had said on the first part, which is why I said what I already did. So prayer and worship, the encounter experience. My prayer is that A, I get some radical ladies that wanna join team and have a collective idea because my experience that I hope all of you get to experience is an immersion. I want your senses to be Enraptured, and to be completely taken away from the busyness and all the things. I want us to have some experience where we walk in and we actually feel like we're in the throne room with God. Ain't nothing distracting us. We got some space for some music. Creative souls is what I'm looking for. So the prayer is that I find women who feel God saying, you know, I don't know about the prayer thing, but I'm a big worship fan. Or I don't know about worship, but I love to pray. So I would just love for a team that wants to help make these nights happen for all of us as women and yeah that's what my prayer is and also that we have space also Angie we have a date on the calendar for the first one November 15th please get your calendars out I'd love to see y'all there it's going to be an open house I'm not sure if we can fit it all but we are hoping for the upper room so if y'all don't know what that is it's an experience in itself know, on its own it's above probably a coffee house so November 15th, 6 o'clock, open house style, so we don't have to cap the limit to all the women that want to come.
0: And we will talk more about that as it gets closer, so don't feel like you have to remember that date today, but get it on your calendar.
6: Now I'm excited for November 15th, right? (laughs) Um, Again, I'm Kaylin. Uh, I am our women's retreat leader. Is that my... Okay, that's what I'm doing, yeah. And... um, Retreat's coming up. It is October 27th to the 29th, last weekend in October. We go to Cannon Beach Conference Center, uh, which is gorgeous. Uh, The first time I ever went to Cannon Beach was with retreat with a bunch of you ladies. So... Um, that was exciting. So, and this year, our key note speaker is Brandy Ratsliff and worship will be led by Natalie, um, and we're really excited. Our theme is God's faithfulness in our stories, and I just love seeing how he's weaving not only the theme for retreat, but just into what we're doing with the gathering, with women's um, ministry overall. It's really exciting. Uh, so at retreat, for those of you that have never had the opportunity to come, um, I think when I think about retreat, I think I always thought women's retreat was where ladies went to go craft together, um, and it was like just a grown-up version of a sleepover, and, Uh, And that's coming from also like the youth leader in me. (laughs) In a previous life, we did youth ministry, and it also reminded me of a lock-in, and it sounded awful. (laughs) Uh, But here's the cool thing about women's retreat is it's not that you actually have the option to get sleep. It's awesome. Um, To be refreshed, um, to be with multi-generations in a room and just really dig into God's word. You get time alone if you like it. You get time with others if you like that and you're longing for that. But what I love about retreat in general is it's a disruption of your everyday routine or your weekend routine where you get to step away and just be you in this space. Um, You're not In charge of anyone else (laughs) and it just gets to be you and God and you get to grow alongside others and we get to do it in a deeper way than you get to just um, on an evening like this um, you get to spend more time soaking in it and so that's a really awesome way to kick off your year really Uh, I know we're not in school anymore but it's kind of like kicking off our school year right so end of October um, and if you guys here's the thing if you could be praying for um, pray for health this time of year um, for just everyone that's in attendance, that's wanting to come, people at the retreat center, um, all that are involved because you know how the fall goes. And then also just prayers for provision, um, provision for the women that really would like to come and need provision for if it's child care or stand-in caregiver help um, or a ride or whatever it will be, just God's provision over whatever might
5: prevent them from coming. Thank you. Okay. I'll let that. let that sink in for a second. I mean, retreat, I'm very excited about it, Kaylin. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm Tammy, and I'm in charge of the Women's Spring Bible Study. We uh, meet, The it starts the week after the last gathering in May. So it's basically the second week of May through the end of June, um, and it's a time of Bible study. We had a great following uh, last year. We had um, a lot of you in this room were in Women's Spring Bible study. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh. do you want her to hold Susie? No? Okay. All right. Back. I'm back. There's an intermission. Uh, what was amazing last year, um, you women were amazing. It was an answer to prayer. Um, There were a lot of prayers, very specific prayers, for the Women's Spring Bible Study, and God went above and beyond in answering. So this year, um, haven't chosen the book yet. I would appreciate prayer on that. What I feel, what I sense God um, saying to me is that it's going to be uh, about growth. But when I think about growth, sometimes I think about school and going to the next grade or thinking, I'm weak now and I'll be strong then, but it means that I'm not where I should be. Um, but what I am sensing from God is that it's not, not just the word growth, it's flourishing, it's thriving. Um, and I'm very excited to see what he brings about uh, for our study this year. But it's a long ways away. Let's enjoy everything else first. But I do appreciate your prayers.
4: So I have the honor of leading the gathering team this year, and for those of you who do not know what the gathering is, it is our once-a-month women's fellowship get-together right here in Cedar Hall. It's the first Wednesday of the month, starting October 4th at 6.30, and we go all the way through the first week of May. And... I am just so excited for this theme. What we're going to do this year is I've asked each, there's going to be a speaker that comes to the event, and I've asked each speaker this year to take one line of Psalm 23, one phrase, and that's their topic for the evening. And it's going to go in order. So we'll start in November with the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need maybe is the full stanza. Um, We're going to start there and then they get to take that and run with it. And whatever God lays on their heart to share for the, you know, 45 to 50 minutes that they have. And um, we do a little bit of worship. We do a little bit of icebreakers. Yeah, ladies, I'm bringing icebreakers back. I'm so excited. We're going to do some fun ones. Um, And it's just such a powerful time for women I I love the gathering as being an inclusive place for women, and I love that women can walk through the door and just be. And I feel like that's what's really on my heart this year for women. My prayer request is that women just walk through the door because sometimes that's really hard because work is hard and childcare falls through and husbands work late and parents are aging and teenagers are a pain and sports and errands and, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And we know that. Every single person in this room knows what their and is. And my prayer always and forever is, the women walk through the door regardless because I know how hard it is to walk through the door. And I want them to feel that. And so,
3: yeah. thanks, Lydia. She lost her being Oh Of course, she did. Oh. <laughs> She's happy, So, um, <clears throat> I lead Hearts at Home, which is a, a ministry, a group, a community for moms of young children. Um, I've been involved with Hearts for about 18 years. I was a small group leader for five, and then I've been leading ever since five years was up, so long time, and I have seen so many amazing things happen in Hearts at Home as these young moms support and love each other. Um, We have lots of babies being born. We have lots of kindergartners. We have lots and lots of toddlers, and just to see how these young moms get together and become sometimes lifelong friends. My daughter and my daughter-in-law were in hearts um, probably 10 years ago for a matter, a bunch of years. and they still meet with their small group, not in hearts, but they have become lifelong friends. And um, I've seen that happen over and over, maybe not on such a huge scale as theirs because there's 10 of them. Um, and now their husbands have a men's group ha-ha, you know, um, (laughs) that meet once a month, but, um, we, we use a topical study that's based on scripture, and like I said, this year we're using all who is weary, all who are weary, and, um, these young moms are tired, yes, Lydia, (laughs) and busy, and, um, they're being pulled in a million different directions, and, so we the format is we have a large group time in the morning. We have coffee and um, just visit and maybe have a little talk before we go to small groups. And then the small groups are led by older women who have kind of been there and done that. And um, these are the most amazing women that you would ever want to meet. They are faithful prayers and encouragers. And um, the women keep coming back year after year after year in the same group. So these lovely ladies are doing it all right. They love their moms, and they love the Lord, and it's really, really obvious. So if you are a, young, a mom of young kids, you don't have to be a young mom. You just basically have to have young kids. We have a great kids program. Are we good on that? Um, yeah, it's called Little Hearts, and so there's child care. The moms get to come and not worry about their kids for a minute and be with other moms in their same season of life. So it has just been a real blessing to be a part of it. Do you have any prayers?: for Oh, prayers. Yes. Last year was crazy with illness. Um, I don't think there was one week. We go from we follow the school schedule, so we are starting next week, and we go through the end of April. And um, I don't think last year there was one week when everyone was here. Um, either kids were sick, or mom was sick, or it, it just was. It was amazing. There were times when there were only two people in a group. And um, so my my prayer this year would be that um, health would be primary. That that um, there wouldn't be this ravaging of illness and um, none of it was, it was terribly serious but um, our moms are super faithful and not bringing sick kids and not coming when they're sick on their own so it doesn't become an epidemic and down in the little omni hall so um, that's the main prayer request um, and that as many moms as that need a Thursday morning to come and relax and recharge that Somehow they would make their way here. There's invitations on the table. You could grab one of those if you need it or if you know someone that you want to give it to. So we'd love to have them. The more the merrier. Yep. Thanks, Lori. Um,
2: I'm Miranda, and I lead our um, women's ministry life groups. I've been coach for the groups that we have. Um, I lead one of them that we meet on Wednesday nights, and Alondra will be leading another one, a new one starting on Fridays. Um, and then we have another one that's going as well. That is going to be opening up. So there are lots of open spots. Well, I don't know about lots. I don't know how many I get, but there are open spots. If you are <laughs> if you are desperate for community, wanting a place to plug in and connect, we have spots in life groups for you. Um, they're all. We try and keep them small-ish so that we can actually like connect, um, like under twelve-ish or so. Um, And, yeah, life groups are just about um, women being seen and known and loved. And it's a place to connect and find your community and grow in Jesus together and encourage each other in that. Um, So I'm super. And prayer. How can we be praying for life groups? Um, For women to be brave and join. Um, It can be tough to join a group, especially if you don't know anyone starting out. Um, That takes a lot of courage. So I just pray that women would have courage in that if they are feeling like they need to join a group and find that community, that they would do that. Um, And for more leaders, possibly, if we have lots of people that want to join. Yeah. Great. Thanks, Miranda. Uh, One thing
1: I forgot to share when I was introducing myself was that I am also a junior at RTI. And for those who don't know uh, what RTI is, it stands for Retraining Institute. It's right across the street on the fourth floor of the Broadway Coffee House. Um, And it's essentially a college equipping me for full-time ministry. Around my sophomore year, I began to feel the call. To go into women's ministry, and that is when I reached out to Morgan and Jennifer for the opportunity to serve uh, alongside all of you. With that, is my um, internship here, so I will be, as Miranda said, leading. life group on Fridays three to four so if you guys are available and wanting to join my group let me know or Morgan or Miranda and we'll uh, get you all signed up and ready to go it will be uh, we will be following a sermon responsive guide Um, yeah so also oh and a bible study in spring as well I'll be doing that as well
0: And how can we be praying for you in that this year? Yes, Uh,
1: that I lead well. It will be my first life group, and I want to do well. And also that people will show up, that it be uh, everything that my members just need for this season.
0: Yeah, Yeah. thank you. Thanks, team. Can we give them a round of applause? Okay. So as you can see, we have a lot happening this year. And with Psalm 23, our heart is that when you come to something, you would experience green pastures and still waters, and that you would learn to believe the truth of Psalm 23, that he lets us rest, and he leads us, and he renews us, and he guides us, and he protects and comforts us, and he's pursuing us. And so as you show up, we are hoping and we're praying that this would be a place, and not because what we're doing, but because we're believing that God is showing up and speaking to each of us. So I have an invitation for you, and then we're going to listen to a song as just kind of a response, and it's this. Okay. What would it look like for the presence of God and the words of David in Psalm 23 to influence your everyday life. What would it look like for the presence of God and David's word in Psalm 23 to influence your everyday life? So we're gonna to listen to a song. When it's over, we can just kind of move right into prayer. There are white sheets on your paper that have Psalm 23 on it. You can use that as you're listening to the song. You don't have to. But as you're praying... This is an invitation for you guys to come alongside us in women's ministry and the women here as we're asking God and we're continuing, God, what's your heart for women? Um, So as you're praying for the ministries you just heard, the prayer requests, you can use Psalm 23 as a guide. You can just pray that scripture right over. You can pray anything else that came to mind. You can pray for one another, but we'll listen to the song. We will spend some time in prayer, and Greta will come up after that and lead us in one more worship song, and then I'll close us out for the night. Thank you, Greta. All right, ladies, I just want to apologize now for getting us out late, but I have just, like, two more quick things. One of them would be... uh, One of the things I want you to know is my heart for you this year and for me is that we would together learn what it looks like to be led to green pastures, that we together would give each other permission and ourselves permission to rest, and along the way, we would experience some healing. Um, So my prayer for tonight and the way that we'll end is uh, kind of a poem prayer out of the book of Common Courage. And this book is all about Psalm 23. And it says, You do not need to think your weight of faith fierce enough to frighten fragility into a footnote. You do not need to lace your lips with lustrous prayers or pound your chest in penance for the puzzle of your pain. You do not need to be hopeful or pleasant, stumbling severed from your story, and the truth your body bears. You only need to let your hidden hurt come with you and reach your fingers toward the love that stands with scars that are still in his hands. Your body brings a story everywhere you go, and your faith says, come with me, I won't leave you alone. Come whole, weak, weary, to the corners where you've longed and been pushing aside, Come with courage of the crucified, his body brings his story everywhere we go. And faith says, He comes with me, he won't leave me alone. Your body brings your story where Christ makes his home in you. So, Jesus, you who live so aware you could sense a woman's dare to touch the hem of your robe and trust that your orbit, her that in your orbit orbit her suffering could scare like dust. You are the one who honors those who risk hoping to be well. Help us hear that you have noticed we are here, so we can receive that you have promised her a life that is healed and whole. Amen, our healer and Lord. So we're dismissed, but before you officially are dismissed, I just want to remind you and let some of you know that we do have a women's ministry volunteer team that meets once a month, so if you're looking for ways or you're interested in serving in women's ministry in some capacity, come let me know, because I would love to have you join that team and get to know women's ministry a little bit more and just some of the things going on here. Uh, But other than that, the gathering is October 4th, so in two weeks, on your tables are little cards for women's retreat and hearts at home. Thanks for being here tonight.